And that is what the enemy wants to plug up with the cares of this world, with the expectations of what's coming on the earth. He wants our wells plugged up because if our wells are plugged up, the forces of life have no way of coming out of us. Welcome to Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. I'm obviously Lisa, and we're so happy that you would join us today. Yeah, we love the fact that Conversations comes into your home. We feel like we're part of a family. And if you haven't already rated and subscribed and even share, shared about this show, we invite you to do, do a that. review, right? Yeah. 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 Because if you do a review, we might read it. And I've got this review by Tree Rose 26, 2011. Wow. That's a lot. Okay. She said, thank God for this content. I sat on the floor crying as Lisa's son prayed at the end of the episode. I love that oh, feeling wow. how much God loves us and wants a true relationship with us and what that looks like. So good. Thank you. And thank God. That could either be Arden or Addison, but as their mother, I could not be prouder. Yeah, me too, as their father. Yeah. So, So, John, we are on the second episode on crisis fatigue. Talking about crisis fatigue. How did all this start? Quickly, let's review. Um, Let's just think about what's been going on since 2020. Just some of the things, political unrest. We've got mass shootings. We've got the BLM uh, crisis, isolation. We've got gender crisis, COVID pandemic that created the isolation, war in the Ukraine. We've got fires in Maui, war in Israel, which is on everybody's mind. what's Maui? What's Maui? (laughs) Fires in Maui? (laughs) Maui. (laughs) And the war in Israel that's on everybody's mind right now, inflation. We've got natural disasters, trains being derailed, supply chain issues. Okay, that's just naming a few. What about all the personal things that people are yeah. going through? Whether yeah. it's a divorce, whether it's it's crisis in the family, educational and crisis and with kids, missing school. Yes. What, what, what about the economic crisis? I right. mean, interest rates are so high right now, right. and right. so there's a lot of things that people are dealing with. And Jesus said, "You're going to hear about wars and rumors of wars." He said, "See that your heart is not troubled," and he said that men's hearts would fail them. For the expectations of that which is coming on the earth. Now, it's failing because of the expectations. And this is where we went to last time. And this time, we want to continue this discussion on not just what are some of the signs, but also how do we, what's the antidote for this, right? Well, first, I want to talk about the the symptoms of crisis fatigue, because right. we may be having people that they don't know what's going on. They're like, why am I feeling so stressed out? Why am I feeling so disconnected? And we want you to know there is a very real thing that's called crisis fatigue. So first of all, physical and emotional exhaustion. People are experiencing excess worry, worrying about everything, which leads to anxiety, which leads to fatigue, insomnia, people can't sleep. And when you can't sleep, it actually creates an environment for physical illness. Then we go on to indifference to current events. People are constantly hearing crisis after crisis after crisis. And I would couple that with distrust of the media. People are like, I'm not sure whether I believe what I'm hearing, but they're becoming numb. They're becoming numb. You know, John, I saw a warning just yesterday about being very careful of letting your children seeing this constant influx of violence and negativity and comparison because it is so damaging 
to their mental health, to their right. self, uh, you know, their self-worth. It's constantly. And then when we have indifference and we have constant worry, we get something called apathy where people become very cynical. They become, I would even say inhumane. I'm seeing people say things to one another that are horrifying people attacking one another, people just disengaging. And some of this happened actually previously during 9-11 and 2001. And then we have this helplessness and a hopelessness. People feel powerless. They're giving up on their future. We hear all the time about the next generation thinking we did everything we were told to do. And now we're in college debt. We can't buy houses. We can't find jobs. We don't have any purpose. We don't have any hope. They don't believe in their country. They don't believe in their government. They've lost faith in both the church, their country, and their government. And sadly, that is causing them to give up on all authority. They're deconstructing constructing their faith without reconstructing it. So all mm. of these things are the outflow of a crisis fatigue. Right. So, and you know, you you said something that I really want to dive down into. You said sure. that um, fatigue, okay? You said people are feeling tired, right? But yeah. yet they're not able to sleep. Yeah. There's this a restlessness. This is what worry, anxiety will do. And I'm thinking about Something that just became really real to me recently is when Peter writes in 1 Peter 5, he said, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. The next statement is interesting, casting all your anxieties and worries and cares on him because he cares for you. So what is in essence Peter saying? You are not humbling yourself when you take on those anxieties, when you take on those worries. When you think you're the source. When you think you're the answer, the yeah. source, uh, you know, the source of the how you're going to get out of source. it, the governments, yeah. he said, that is a sign of a lack of humility. It's wow. not giving it to God. So in essence, we're saying to God, I'm going to handle this by worrying about it, by thinking about it, by trusting somebody else, instead of I'm going to trust you. My life is hidden in you. So I, how how do you come from this place, John, of, of people carrying everything even into their beds at night where it's disrupting their sleep. How do they come to a place of surrender? How do they make that exchange of, God, this is too heavy for me. I can't, I can't carry this. I'm thinking about how Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think right now people are carrying things that are hard and things that are difficult and heavy. It's weighing them down, but they don't know how to offload it to God. So what they're doing is they're blaming other people. So, you know, Lisa, I'm going to, I'm not going to do an example of an expectation. I'm going to do an example of what we were actually living through. I'm going to go back to when we were young, first married, and we had nothing. Remember, we had to make our Christmas gifts because we didn't have money. We barely had money to buy groceries. Yeah. I remember we lived in Dallas. It was a record hot summer. And I walked out of our apartment and I remember seeing your, our only car I was- like I walked out, was yes. A, no, it was me. Okay. Uh, it was a Ford Thunderbird. And no, I walk, no. Uh, it was no, a Ford- honor it. Ford Granada. Granada. Lipstick red. And I went- White vinyl interior. I, I was on my way out to pray. And there is the window completely shattered in, in like a thousand pieces. Yeah. They're little tiny pieces. It, it got the, it was so the driver hot in side the car. window. Yep. And, and, and now I'm working 70 hours a week for the church- and I don't have time to deal with this. And so rain starts coming. And I thought, oh, my gosh. So I, I put a black garbage bag with tape over the window. So then finally, 
a couple days, not finally, excuse me, a couple days later, I walk out and I look at the rear tire and it's completely flat. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now I've got a flat tire. So I let it sit a couple more days and I thought, finally, I got to I got to do something. I remember I went out and I don't know what I was going to do, but I went out just to start it. And the alternator was dead, either the battery or the alternator. Okay, so now I got that's a car. why they don't make Granadas anymore. Now, now I got a car that can't start. It's in the parking lot. The parking lot or the apartment people are saying something to us about it because we got a flat tire and it's black plastic. Right. And I remember thinking if I call a tow truck, we don't have $80 to pay the tow truck. I don't have the money to pay to get this fixed. And I remember I was one morning, I was so weighed down by the care of what am I going to do about this vehicle? I remember I'm in prayer. Now the Bible tells us to come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain grace to help in a time of need. Yeah. Okay. So I remember things, and I I, I Does quoted it say mercy out, and grace. In time well, of yeah, need? I skipped the mercy part because okay. I was in the time where I needed grace. Okay. okay? But yes, to find mercy and find er, to get mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. And I remember screaming out, okay, I take this care of this vehicle. And I put the, I said, here's the vehicle I'm putting in my hand. And I, and I screamed out, I said, God, I'm giving you this care. I said, if they tow that thing off, if they fine us, and I don't have the money for the fine, I don't even care anymore I'm, because I'm giving it to you. It, it's not my problem. It's your problem now. And do you remember what happened? Somebody... Came over to visit our friend, you. Our friend, my friend, came yep. over and visited, and she had a friend who was a mechanic who came over and fixed it. And all. fixed everything. Yes. And he yeah. fixed the tire, the windshield, the, the window, and he fixed the alternator. Yes. All for like less than a hundred dollars. Yeah. And I remember that so impacted me as a young provider of a of, of a newly married man, because I feel you feel the responsibility as a husband. I've got to prote- provide and protect my wife. I remember thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to start giving all these cares to him. Well, that was something that was actually before us. We're talking about news that may not even happen, that is weighing people down. So we're not even talking about well, things it's, that... It's both. It says, it, it's both it, it says Don't, failing from the fear and the expectation. And the expectation. So there's not just things, ha- crisis is happening, yeah. but there's an expectation of more crisis happening. Okay, so here's what God put in my heart to share with everybody this morning. Yeah. If you look at the days of Abraham, he dug these wells. And when he passed away, the Philistines, it says in Genesis 26, came and filled those wells up. Yes. Okay. You know what Isaac had to do? He had to reopen those wells. He had to dig them up again. Now, what does that have to do with us? The Bible says, that says, guard your heart without all diligence, for out of it flow the forces of life. Mm -hmm. Jesus says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Mm -hmm. With joy, we draw from the wells of salvation. This, there is a river of God that flows from the throne that flows from our heart. That river of God brings healing to the nations. It brings life to people. <laughs> and that is what the enemy wants to plug up with the cares of this world, with the expectations of what's coming on the yeah. earth. He wants our wells plugged up because if our wells are plugged up, the forces of life have no way of coming out of us. We have no way of releasing the kingdom of God. Remember, it's all about the kingdom of God. You and I are reading through Luke right now. Jesus came preaching the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is within, Jesus said. Yeah, and the people were upset. 
the people are upset. Like, okay, so when are you going to establish the kingdom? Like, this, when are you going to sort all these things out? they're looking for it outside. And, and we were watching The Chosen last night, and it was so crazy to see. And I love how they, they captured the disciples' expectation of what establishing a kingdom looked like versus Jesus's mission from God to establish a kingdom. And, and the kingdom means that we bring people's, uh, the gospel that we don't think deserve it, that we, we bring the good news to everyone, not just to the people that look like us, act like us, think like us. And, and it was uh, in this moment, they were upset because Jesus was preaching the gospel, well, remember, to the Samaritans. And they were like, we thy like kingdom this come, Samaritan. thy will yeah. be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is right? an invitation for so God to invade. either yeah. what's happening on the earth is going to overcome us with fear and expectation, yeah. or we're going to change what's going on the earth because out of us, remember, they said, are you going to establish the kingdom now? Yeah. And he said, no, you're going to receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he said, rivers of living water are going to flow out. Yes. And that he spoke of the Spirit. Yep. So there's one of two things going on. The well's plugged up so the living water can't get out into the earth. Or the well is open and the living water is getting out and giving life to people. <laughs> so we're the same way. Either our well of our heart is plugged up with by the, the Philistines, yep. by with the expectations and the cares yep. of coming on yep. the world. Yep. Or we are like Isaacs and we're opening up those wells. So the water comes out and now we're advancing God's rule on the earth. So the question is, are we a victim? Or are we a solution? And everybody has to answer that question. Am I right now a victim of what's coming on the earth of the circumstances? Or am I a solution to the problems around the world? Am I, am I bringing it as in heaven on earth? And that's what Jesus did. He would come to somebody that was a leper. You're an outcast. You're no good to society. He would say, I want you to be well. And he heals the leper. He, he comes, he's, he's changing what the world is, the disasters that the world is bringing on to villages, cities, individuals, and he's bringing the kingdom to them. It's so exciting. Yes. We can either be an answer or a victim. Well, and I do think that we're ambassadors and ambassadors don't represent their country. They, as ambassadors of heaven, we represent the kingdom of heaven and we bring what heaven has available to the earth. And so, you know, we are saying, okay, when we can give you peace that passes understanding, pieces that peace that actually has nothing to do with your circumstances. You talked about joy, joy being the joy of the Lord, not the joy of the circumstances, not the joy of what's going on in culture, not the joy of what's, you know, happening. And and we do have a lot of people reporting, reporting what's wrong, but very few people pointing to the one who can make everything right. And so we know Jesus is the answer, the Holy Spirit, and the word of God is how we unplug our wells. So we want to read the word of God because that's water, you know, the washing of the water of the word. And then we, we pray in the spirit because things of life can actually, they can clog up your life. And praying in the spirit isn't just praying in tongues. It includes that, but it's being prayer led by the spirit to, to actually say, God, what do you want yeah. released into this earth? You know, there's so many times where uh, I'll sense somebody's on my heart. 
and I'll, I'll pray for them and then they'll call or, or something like that where we need to be people sensitive to what the Holy Spirit is saying, not more desensitized by what culture and media is saying. So let's revert back to 2020 when I went down the rabbit yeah. hole of all listening to all, all the stuff. What was I doing? I was allowing, I, was, yeah. I, wasn't take, I wasn't paying attention to what I was hearing. Yeah. I was being consumed by it and it was plugging up my well. So now you get around me. I don't have the kingdom of God flowing out of me. I've got, oh, this is happening and that's happening. Be careful. So now I'm not, I'm not an answer. I'm actually a victim. So Well, you're you're adding to the problem because so, you're you're definitely uh, a a purveyor of yeah. fear rather than a communicate. Yes, yes. Um I just what's the word we're looking for? Anyway, you've got it. But that's the question I felt like. I feel in my heart, this is what I feel God's saying to ask everybody that's listening to us mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Are you a victim? Are you overcome by what's going on? And all that I've read in the beginning, we shared that's been going on since 2020. Or are you someone that is constantly making sure you're protecting your heart, digging that well, making sure rivers of living water are flowing out of you so you can be an well, answer? I love, I actually love what you just introduced. You said, are you being overcome? Or are you an overcomer? Oh, that's good. And so I feel like that is the that is the choice we're going to have every single day. Is this positioning me to be overcome, to be overwhelmed, or is this positioning me to be an overcomer? You know, uh, again, going back to what you were talking about, we need faith, and faith is a substance. Faith is a substance, and God is like, hey, what I need you to believe that that I have a plan that I'm, I'm working on your behalf for good, no matter what it mm -hmm. looks like. Yep. And Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man, not the media, not social media, but the word of God. And so you need to actually be in the word of God. You need to be around people who will speak the word of God into you know, your life. Paul said life. to the Ephesian elders, he said, now I commend you to God. Yeah. And to the word of his grace. This is yeah. Acts chapter 20, verse 38, I believe it is. I commend you not only to God, but to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. That word build means to build a strong edifice that can't be what? Shaken by yeah. the storms of this life. And I love that. I actually love the, the amplified version. I think this is what is a first Peter 5, 7 it says, casting the whole of your carry, a, a whole of your care. See, there's sometimes we're like, well, I know God cares about this, but he probably doesn't care about that. That probably isn't something God would... Listen, if it's important to you, if it's something weighing you down, God cares about it. So you can cast all of your care. It says all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. Stop there. I got to say once and for all. Once and for okay, all. Okay. So I remember with that car situation, Yeah, that was. I kept thinking about it like yeah. that afternoon. Like I prayed about it this morning and I, and I lifted my hands and said, here's the car. It's not mine. Well, I started thinking about it later that morning and that afternoon. And you know what I had to do every time? It's not my care. I gave it to God. Yeah. It's not my care. So it's once and for all. Because one of the things that people tend to do is say, I give you the care, God. And then they take it back on themselves. Well, I know as a young wife, uh, you would tell me, I need you to give that care to God. And I'd be like, I don't want to give it to God. I want to give it to you. And I want <laughs> you to take care of it. And so there's so many times we want to take the cares that we're carrying and put them on our husbands, put them on the government, put it on our pastor, put it That's on our so friends. And God is like, hey, listen, I'm the only one who can actually really care that. I can carry that for you. I don't. I didn't create you to carry that. And so I feel like right now is the time for a lot of people, John, to make that exchange. 
to the things that you are carrying that are too heavy for you, the things that you are worried about that you have no control over, the anxiety, the things that are keeping you up at night. You know, I I actually do really well if I can write it down in a journal or type it out on an iPad where I just say, you know what, I'm this day, I surrender this. This day, I'm not I'm not gonna carry this anymore. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over to you, God, not because um I'm weak, but because you care. And so I think a lot of times we have this false, like I'm gonna be strong and I'm gonna be a husband provider or I'm gonna be a brave, strong Christian. And God is like, Yeah, I'm I'm great with that in the areas that you need to carry, but these are the areas I need to carry for you. So when we are overwhelmed, when our souls are distressed. I love how Psalm says, the the moment I cried out, you stepped in and made my life large with strength. We need his strength, not our strength. So um, I don't know. Do you want to close out, John, by reading 1 Thessalonians? Or what do you think? Actually, 1 Thessalonians is so important because the other thing we've got to do is we've got to cultivate community. We've got to be a part of yeah, a local church. We've absolutely. got to be part of a group, a and home group, a Bible study time. group, right? Yeah, this is not the time to not be part of a church. Because Paul gives all the things that are going to be happening in the book of Thessalonians, and he says, comfort one another with these words. Comfort one another. That's community, one another. I want to close because we are coming to a time of close. I want to close with Psalm 112. Okay. And I Because Psalm 112 is what will endure forever. I mean, we've seen a lot of news, a lot of fear in the news, and guess what? It didn't come to pass or came to pass, and it wasn't as disastrous as some people thought. Yes, there were a lot of disasters in the is, last couple of years. Or, or it is disastrous. It like is disastrous. We're seeing in the wars, it is disastrous. People are being displaced. People have lost everything. And yet still, the promise of Psalm 112 stands. Yes, and this is what will stand forever. Praise the Lord, how joyful are those who fear the Lord mm-hmm. and delight in obeying his commands. Their children will be successful everywhere. Okay, now you can believe that about your children or the worries that you're staying awake with at night about your children. God says, if you obey him, God says, if you fear him, you love him, your children will be successful everywhere. An entire generation, that means not only your children, your children's children and their children and their children, that entire generation means successive generations, your legacy, uh, excuse me, your posterity. An entire generation of godly people will be blessed. They themselves will be wealthy and their good deeds will last forever. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. Light shines in the darkness for the godly. They are generous. See, here's the thing. The enemy hates it when you're generous. When God blesses you, you can bless others. If, if you don't have the blessing of God on your life, how do you bless others? In your own strength? I'd rather bless them with what God gives me. They are generous, compassionate, and righteous. Now listen to this. Good comes to those who lend money generously and conduct, conduct their businesses fairly. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Okay, here's the word of God. Such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. (laughs) There you go. They don't fear bad news. They are confidently trusting in the Lord to care for them, casting all your cares on him. They are confident and they are fearless and they can face whatever it is they're facing triumphantly, the foes that come against their life. So they are confident 
and they do not fear bad news. This is the word of the Lord for you. Believe it. Psalm 112, meditate in it. Psalm 91, meditate in it and get the word of God in you. Be careful what you're hearing. And I believe you'll be successful. That's powerful. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe to the show. When you rate, when you subscribe, it actually increases our ability to reach other people. And if you haven't already, please, please, please download Messenger X. I love that it is a discipleship resource in over 127 languages. And don't forget to check out our other podcast at Home with the Beveers. We haven't been on that for a while. And until next time. This has been Conversations with John and Lisa. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Conversations with John and Lisa Bevere. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you love to listen. Also, if you haven't already, go right ahead and download Messenger X to hear more content from John and Lisa Bevere and other great messengers. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Conversations with John and Lisa.